Hey, season's greetings to everybody. Liz and I hope you had a great holiday. And we're going to take these next two weeks off. So we're still going to deliver some episodes that includes highlights from the past, right? So these rants and tangents have been personally curated by me for their warmth and charm. So pour yourself a little eggnog with your brandy and have a seat as we head into the Wayback Machine and revisit some great moments in small town scuttlebutt history. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, all right. It's Rick Fink here in the in the basement, in the studio here in the northeast corner of my basement. Did I just talk in a circle? I'll tell you something. The show is going to be a little different. First of all, I I could do a stand-up set in front of 150 people. And not feel nervous. I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like an energy, like a vibe, like I'm like, yeah, let's do it, you know? But when I'm with an earshot of my wife <laughs> doing a podcast or whatever, totally insecure. Like right now, she's outside the studio and she's watching, get this, she was watching, like 20 minutes ago, she was watching. Alien, and now she's watching Billy Madison. So, not quite sure how that switch occurred. That, that's kind of like that's that's a that's a one eighty, right? I mean, aliens to Billy Madison. This is what the podcast sounds like without Liz. Just so you know, I told you this was an experiment. I just wanted to know. Well, now we know. Okay, so this is what we'll do. I've got a couple uh, clips. That I just pulled out. I didn't go crazy, you know, looking for thematics or uh, connecting dots in any way, shape, or form. I'm not trying to deliver a message or uh, have any told you so's. I'm just uh, pulling some good stuff. I just I just went through my phone and I said, oh, okay, let's see. First one here, for example, E154. I know it doesn't go back that far, but it's, you know, several months. I wanted to talk about it for a second because... In it, right, episode 154, the title is Nut Chat, Nut Taps and G-Spots. Now, yeah, that is the most sophomoric title for a uh, for a podcast episode by two mature adults. So um, I'll tell you something. Picking the titles for these things is like the last detail that I want to be thinking about. And it's like it just has to get done. So I just I just wrote it. I just like, hey, you know what? We made those references. They're funny terms. They're a little out of the ordinary. Well, I just wanted to address it. And I wanted to replay it because I, I checked it out. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's an example. The reason why I'm playing it, right? It's an example of how Liz and I can... Just whimsically dance the conversation to and fro, right? From here and there. And we're just telling stories that just ramble on and have no coherent thread. <laughs> They're called tangents and rants. And we're pretty good at it. I think, uh, what, like I'm five minutes into this podcast. That's the whole thing's just been a... I don't know. Are you guys enjoying yourself? Let's just get to this. First, first clip. You ready? First clip. In it, E-154, nut chat, nut taps and G-spots, okay? It came in, and a uh, random tangent about picking up your kids at soccer. I don't remember that, but let's check it out. 
Can I just go back to the, the soccer game that we Absolutely. went to? Absolutely. Anytime they saw the number 69. Oh, my God. It was brought up with enthusiastic, like. At nine? Yes. This is early. Wow. Nine. They go, 69. Like, oh. we, we'd be in the parking lot, right? And they look at it. I, I hear, hey, hey, look look at that license plate over there. It's like CH1698. And they're like, 69. No way. Did you yes. ask him what do you think that means? Uh, it, while back in a car ride home mm-hmm. from soccer with the boys in the car talking about 69, I'm like, guys, do do you even know what you're talking mm-hmm. about? They're like, 69. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a number. Like, wh- wh- what's the big deal? It's like, it's the sexy number. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what's that mean? They're like, it's just the sex. That's all, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's exactly right. Yep. That's exactly, like, yep. I'm not getting into detail. That is my, so funny. Now, I was talking about this with, with my buddy next door, Pablo, Pablo Gasmurray. Mm-hmm. Oh, He's yeah. been on the show talking about AI. Mm-hmm. He actually told his no. kid. Yes, he did. He, he was like, look, you want to know. Same age as Charlie? Yeah, yep, okay. Yep, just explain it to him. It's like, you want to know? There, there. Wow. Now you know, okay? So, think twice. <laughs> was the kid sorry he asked? <laughs> He's probably, I don't know. He's probably like, whoa. <laughs> right. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's only a matter of time before Charlie finds out what it is. I know. <laughs> I mean, even like last year, my son, Will, who at the time was in, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade. I can't remember how mm-hmm. long ago it was. He and his buddy were playing Madden at my at, over my house. And you can create like your own player or whatever. <laughs> Guess what number they gave the player? <laughs> 69. Uh, and, I, and I was like sitting in the next room and I go, really, guys, you can't do better than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> 1988, Mr. Lemmers's math class. Runlet Junior High School. Mm-hmm. He would always get up there. We're doing foil, PEMDAS, all that stuff, you know, order of operations kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he'd go up to the chalkboard. Remember when they had chalkboards? Yeah. <laughs> yes. He'd go up to the chalkboard and he'd have his back to us. He'd kind of look over his shoulder, sort of half at us, and he'd say, throw out some numbers at me, you know. And, um, he'd, he'd, mm-hmm. and we'd be like, oh, 21, 15, 62. Uh, $60. (laughs) Every single time. Mr. Lemmers, for like the first two or three weeks of school, Mm -hmm. was like going along with it. Right. And there on the board all the time was somewhere on the board. And one of the math problems and the exercises was had 69 in it and it just delighted us. Right. (laughs) One day, Mr. Lemmers Lemmers wasn't having it. He he was having an off day. He was just not in the mood. Yeah. Or maybe you wanted to put an end to this charade. Yeah, you were beating a dead horse. Like, come on. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So he he just puts the chalk in the tray, turns around, hands on his hips. He goes, okay, 69. Let's all all get it out of the system. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. That's amazing. And I remember my jaw was on my desk, and I said to my friend next to me, oh, my God, he knows what that number means. (laughs) So you legit thought you were like pulling the wool over his we eyes? Thought, yes, oh my God. yes. I we knew what it meant. Like in eighth grade, right. we were like, we know what sixty nine means. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't. There's he's no a, way an he's adult. He's an adult. This is like who's below actually him. having sex would know what that is. I know, I know. I'm like he would know, but me, me, <laughs> who's going out play kickball in five minutes? I know what it means. I started wearing deodorant last right. week. Kind of an authority on this yeah. stuff. This guy's on marriage number two. He has no clue. Right. <laughs> you want it like something like totally along the lines of the Beavis and Butthead sense of humor. So, mm-hmm. you know, when our kids played soccer a few years ago, all their 
they were their team names were by color. So the orange team, the yellow team, the blue team. So Avery yeah. was on the blue team at one point, and anytime the ref said blue ball, I would just start laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, I like texted another yeah. one. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Like every time he yells blue ball, I'm, I just look around. I'm like, is anyone else laughing? <laughs> really, Liz? That's you. Were, I love you. That's the best. I thought I thought you were going to say the kids would laugh at blue ball. No, it was me. It was you. That's great. <laughs> I have a story that I found that I think um, fits in very closely to the sexual theme mm. of, uh, you know, the, the, the funny word. Yes. This came uh, online uh, just recently. The name of a new bar was on the minds of speakers during a public comment period at Monday's Parksley Town Council meeting. Several speakers, all women, of course, right? <laughs> No sense of humor. <laughs> Lighten up, ladies. <laughs> Several speakers, all women, said the name The G-Spot is disrespectful of women and not a good reflection on the town. Co-owner Kelly Hart also spoke about the choice of name, explaining her husband, G.W. Hart, often goes by G. Those speaking both for and against the name said it is not within the town's jurisdiction to say what a private business calls itself. What do hmm. you think of that? The G-Spot. I mean, I would love it because I would just like to be like, have you guys found the G-Spot yet? It's awesome. <laughs> I, I, went, I, I was on, I, pretty, I went online, Liz. Couldn't even find it. Couldn't find it. I, I mean, like, again, calm down, ladies. It's the name of a bar. It's cool. Like, whatever. Really? Okay, so you don't care about it. No, not at all. That's funny because, you know, I think it's a little bit over the line. You think? A, uh, like, yeah. do, what about the pink taco? Oh, come on. <laughs> Go. There's a place called yes, that. in Vegas, I believe. And okay. maybe California. Wow. Yes. That is. That's that nice. I'm like. That's kind of graphic. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was funny. The G spot. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. Okay. I think those women need. To relax a little bit. <laughs> Someone hasn't found their juice spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That's funny. Okay. Well, I just want to... I guess that... Wow, the... So, this experiment of just kind of going with the flow... Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How's it working out? <laughs> I just feel like uh, we come to abrupt ends, or it's, it all... Uh, it, it, the conversation dies mm. at the volume. Well, it's hard to me. flow uh, organically from one of these topics into the next, because it's all over the place. But I think that's good. Good stuff, right? Good stuff. Worth worth a repeat. Now, you are in two camps, one of two camps. You either are a regular or passive, random check-in kind of a listener. You're familiar with the show, right? You're, you just went down memory lane with us. You just kind of had a little nostalgic moment. But if you're in the other camp, this might be your first, second, or third show. You're just kind of kicking the tires on it. I think this show is going to be great for you because we're just going to give you a taste of a couple things. So if you don't like this episode, you won't like the show. I mean, I would just save I'll, I'll save you a lot of time. You won't like us. You won't care. You, you're probably better off looking at something else. I don't know. can't recommend another podcast to you. But uh, I could recommend you not listen to this one if you don't like this episode because this is it. This is all we've got. I am throwing everything at you, folks. I kind of feel like a DJ up here. That was episode 154, Nut Taps and G-Spots. Coming up next, 
At the top of the hour, E-118 Satire from November 8th of 2022. This one had Mike Page coming in, one of the original... Mike Page, remember Mike Page? He was one of the original creators. Well, I guess that's redundant. He was he was an original cast member, co-host. But he and I, he actually came up with the name of the show. Anyway, he's in it. And we are talking about Satire Isn't Dead. And I just love the title. And I just think that's an important uh, thing thing to discuss. And, I, you know, I kind of miss Mike. I had lunch with him a little while ago. He's doing well, in case you're wondering. He's having fun. He's still married. Okay, so that's that has not flopped. That was not like, you know, a roll the dice kind of a thing. It's I think I think it's got some legs that marriage is uh taken off. Okay, it's legit. Anyway, uh this is Rick Fink, Mike Page, and Liz Daly talking about satire. All right, so the article that I came across that kind of launched this idea was a gentleman in Parma, Ohio, and this is several years ago, was arrested after he created a parody Facebook page of the Parma Police Department. One of the posts on his Facebook page actually promoted a fake event in which child sex offenders could be, quote, removed from the sex offender registry and accepted as an honorary police officer, end quote. <laughs> and at the top of the Facebook page, it said, we know crime, but no was spelled N-O. So, like, it was obviously, and again, to a critical thinker, mm-hmm. it was fake. Yeah. However, so the page was up for less than a day. He was arrested by the Parma Police Department. All of his electronic equipment was confiscated, and he was charged with a felony under an Ohio law that criminalizes using a computer to, quote, disrupt police operations. Oh, see, I thought maybe this was going to be, like, fall under impersonating a police officer. Yeah. Nope. In which case, I'd be like, eh, it's a bit of a stretch, but I get it. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. But uh, Lockstep. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Nope, they claimed he was disrupting police operations. So his case was ultimately dismissed, but he then in turn sued the police department for violating his constitutional rights. So his case has made it all the way to the Supreme Court and has caught the attention of The Onion. So, for listeners who might not be familiar with The Onion, it's a famous satirical news outlet. A lot of their content mimics the dry tone of the Associated Press. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they had, and again, people sometimes think that their posts and their articles are real. Like they had a post claiming that Kim Jong un was voted the sexiest man alive, and people (laughs) bought that, and Dick Van Dyke confessed to being the Zodiac killer, and people bought that. So, even though the source is The Onion? Yes, because I. Again, I thought people, everyone knew that this the Onion is is no. a satire site. No, no, nope. you would be floored every time anybody shares anything from the Onion. Somebody, at least one person's going to comment on, and this could yes. be like if you shared something from the Onion right now. Yeah, by the time we finish recording, at least one person's going to be like, "This is I ridiculous. can't believe like, that." That's, yeah, yeah it's completely the Onion and the Babylon Bee, both mm-hmm. satirical sites. Yep. But people read the headline without reading the source. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. So, right. um, and there's there's actually, to your point, there's mm-hmm. a website that I found called Literally Unbelievable that collects reactions from social media users who clearly don't understand the concept of satire. And that website is actually funnier than the <laughs> satire posts themselves, <laughs> the people's reactions to all this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the head writer of The Onion is submitting a brief to the Supreme Court in support of this gentleman and in defense of parody and satire in general. 
So I think sometimes when people think of satire and parody, you know, you think of like the Saturday Night Live skits or Weird Al Yankovic songs or whatever, and, and people chalk it up as just a mode of entertainment. But it can actually be a way to broach uncomfortable subjects and interject humor that makes things easier to discuss. In our country, satire goes all the way back to Benjamin Franklin doing cartoons of King George and depicting him as like this buffoon and whatnot. So our country has a long history of of satire and parody. But I think in the past couple of years, again, with all fake news, people just don't understand it. And they're, to your point, Mike, quick to jump on a headline, become offended and react to it. So I thought that's why it would be an important topic for us to discuss. And I thought it would be something that our our listeners would be interested in. Yeah, I think most of our listeners are down with satire. They have their their wits about them. Mm -hmm. They they get it, right? I mean, I think the people that would take the time to listen to the show have the sense of humor. That's the fundamental requirement to get it. Mike, what do you think? I guess. I don't know. I it I have it on good authority that some people actually listen to this show as though they're going to get useful information out of it. Oh. Still. Yeah, that's true. Well, to this day, how many episodes <laughs> have we done? We're on like 118. Or 118, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Uh, a couple of our sponsors have said that they they enjoy the nuggets of information that we Aww. we we present. In fact, I'll say this, uh Betty from APC Pest and Termite Control had a flag displayed in reverse, and because of our flag or episode on on flag etiquette, she mm-hmm. she uh, looked over her shoulder and said, "Oh, this is wrong." I'm glad That's she picked awesome. up on that little nougat of information. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rick, would you say because you several years ago started a Facebook group? What is it? This concerned and civil citizens of Medfield. Am I saying that right? Uh, it was the antithesis to uh, you know every. I think every small town has that Facebook group where you you bring your grievances yes. and, and you air your your concerns, and everyone has a, a civil air quotes debate about that. Ours is called concerned citizens of Medfield. And uh, there's nothing to be concerned about usually in a town like this. Mm-hmm. And the things that people find fault with are trite and petty. So I created um, a site called Society of Unbothered Neighbors. And we initially would just have a side conversation about the goings on on the concerned page. And unfortunately, I shut it down because, you know what, it just turned into... Like, people are actually having real discuss. Like, this was supposed to be parody and, right. and fun. Right. And also, I realized I was on Facebook too much, and I said, <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> this is dumb. Um, you want to know what the Salem site has been for the last month? First of all, things to do in Salem, it's just people going and asking you to plan their vacation for them, which I hate. <laughs> Be- this This... Page should have been archived like 10 years ago because whatever question you have, it's already been answered. Now you do, the answer is there. Mm-hmm. You do the research. Yeah, go look like, at it. Right. Um, but that's beside the point. The last month, there has been a huge uptick in the number of people posting their photos of like the Ropes Mansion and Old Town Hall. And it's always. Uh, there will be circles over windows, and it's like, does anybody else see the faces in the windows? Stop. <clears throat> the rest of the year, you'll see, like, one of these posts a month. <laughs> October, there's, like, 12 of them a day. Unbelievable. People- and and they're so serious. And it'll, it'll, there'll be, like, 
200 comments. Yes, I totally see them. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, it's like, well, what's, why didn't you turn around and take a picture of what's behind you? Because it's the reflections, first off. (laughs) And second, you're dealing with very old lead glass Mm -hmm. that has like the natural ripple to it. Right. People from the Midwest can't understand that. So. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I uh, posted a meme back during uh, COVID and school was shut down and we were like losing our minds over mm-hmm. everything. And I, I posted a, I made my own meme and I put it on that stupid Medfield Facebook concerned page about, uh, it was a candlelight visual at the, at the gazebo. Mm-hmm. If we stand together, we don't have to stand six feet apart. Something like that. <laughs> and, uh. People were like, is this for real? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, see, that's the problem is that I think everyone is so quick to judge and get offended these days that mm-hmm. they don't take a beat and realize that the intent of this is, you know, it's to to be funny and to just sort of address that, you know, hey, there are big things going on in the world, but we can have we can have conversations about them. It doesn't have to be this huge divisive yep. thing. Yep. I mean, I would bet that if we took a handful of people and said, spend 15 minutes on the onion and it's all sat, like they would find something to get offended about, but it's intention isn't, you know, I I just don't think people, again, think critically enough about the content. Yeah. So we're talking about people getting confused by the onion and being thrown off and being offended. Mm -hmm. This is where we are present day. But back when things were a little bit different, Hollywood produced and put out a film called Blazing Saddles. Yep. <laughs> have you seen this movie? Yes, not in years, not in years. I have a friend that bought it on DVD because he's convinced that it is going to be a band, you'll never find it again, um, film. It'll never be on mm-hmm. TV again. Uh, you'll never be able to stream it. And he saw it on DVD and he just bought it thinking... This is probably going to die. <laughs> Have you seen it, Mike? Yes. What do you think of it? It is a very funny movie that would never get released today. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Written by a Jewish person and a black person. Right. Mel Brooks and um, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was like a groundbreaking comedian. Yes. He's kind of like, you know, with the, the way Dave Chappelle is being cheated today. Mm-hmm. If you, I watched the first five minutes. They're just, you know, making a railroad track and... The jokes were so racist. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's making fun of racism. It's making fun of the 1800s mindset of, you know, the white man in authority and power. Mm-hmm. And it's just so over the top that, I mean, guilty pleasure. I'm laughing my head right. off. Like, this is so bad. It's I can't, you know. Well, they're like leading into it so much that it's it's absurd and it's yes, funny. yes, yeah. and that's sat- yes. that is a great yes. example of satire. Yes, other examples of satire that I love. My favorite show growing up was Golden Girls. Me too. Oh my god. Oh, uh, and on it, like that show, I felt like was pretty groundbreaking. I yeah. mean, not only were they hysterical, but they covered some pretty major topics that were at the time probably considered controversial. Like Rose had a friend who turned out to be a lesbian. Like that was a big deal, you know? Mm, so yeah. um, it was so well-written. Estelle Getty's character stole mm-hmm. the show. Her, her, oh, yeah. her answers to, to dumb questions were just awesome. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And then also, uh, you know, I grew up with a subscription to Mad Magazine. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I, another great example yep. of satire. I always liked B. Arthur's comebacks to things. Yes, she was always really snarky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they still publish Mad Magazine? I'm a little out of the loop. So I canceled my subscription mm-hmm. because they used to be uh, on Madison Avenue in New York City. Mm-hmm. They used to have writers and artists, and it was a big thing. And then they consolidated their office and moved to California, and they mostly just reprint old stuff. Oh. And so if you pick up a Mad Magazine today, it's kind of like, this is from uh, the April issue of 1983. Oh, and just then regurgitated the, content. Yeah, and then you throw a couple things in there to keep it relevant, but, mm-hmm. but they mailed it in. So yeah, yeah, that's it's unfortunate. But I guess that's because it's been on the decline. You know how sometimes if you... Uh, Subscribe to something or whatever. You're the first 500 people mm-hmm. to subscribe to Mad Magazine. You would get a print of one of the 12 greatest covers, right? Oh, that was cool. yeah. So uh, Bill Gaines, the founder of it, picked these 12 covers that were the best of all time, and you get a print of it. And the prints are numbered one through 500. And I have one. And I'm like, wow, I got it. That's like, cool. Yeah. And it was like number 23. And I was, and I took my time resubscribing and I thought, well, that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> I was psyched. And then I was like, wait a minute, this thing, this promotion has been going on for over a month. <laughs> I sent in my card with a check old fashioned way. Aww. Right. <laughs> Mike, you were having the giggles over there. Did you find something funny that you want to share with the group? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my friend Will again. Mm hmm. Uh, it's a it's a video that he made for the website Clickhole, and it's Predator on the beach from the movie Predator, and it says beachgoer tries to let the predator know there's a tampon string hanging out. <laughs> like that's, that's great. <laughs> and then the next one is a fake History Channel documentary that says powerful. These veterans recount the heroics of the one lifeguard who and like. It's, it's D-Day, <laughs> but, there's a, but there's a lifeguard walking oh, up the on. beach with them. <laughs> oh, my God. The one in the memes I saw on this literally unbelievable webpage um, was <laughs> someone had photoshopped. You know those, like, clothing donation bins you can open and yeah, toss yeah. your stuff in? They photoshopped a person holding a big bag of red liquid and the headline said something like due to blood donations shortage, Red Cross is um, implementing blood donation bins where you can go and drop off your own blood. And (laughs) the comments underneath it where people believed this was true was like, well, how do they expect people to draw their own blood at home? This doesn't seem sanitary at all. And I'm like, how fucking stupid are you? Can you profile the <laughs> this person? Like, was it the if same? If I'm going to stereotype, I'm guessing they're somewhere in the middle of our country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> and they also see a lot of reflections yes. <laughs> that look like faces in windows. <laughs> or the seniors. Like, old people. Mm-hmm. But old, you know, like when you, the old person that, that gets ripped off by the, the roofing company right. that, that swings through town. And well, takes they're deposits. usually bamboozled more than hoodwinked. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point, though, because older people, they grew up where their news was all legitimate, right? So if yeah. they saw a headline, that headline was accurate. Yeah. So they, I don't know that they are conditioned to filter through bullshit. So let's fast forward 30 years. We're old and wrinkly mm-hmm. and gullible. We're not going to believe anything. Yeah, you think <laughs> we're going to be battle-hardened? I think so. I think so. 
Yeah, I just don't imagine getting tricked. I, I can't get tricked. I don't think he could trick me. I think everyone is capable of, I, again, I've watched enough documentaries. You can trick people. You can con people. You just got to find their weak spot. I don't think I don't think I can be done. Do I have a booger in my nose? I got him. <laughs> oh! oh, you can't trick me. God, that couldn't have been easier. All I did was gesture like, hey, Rick, wipe, wipe your nose. Yeah, you, you got me. I completely derailed your thought that tricking you. Yeah, I fantastic. thought I had a booger in my nose. Uh, you can't get me. I'll tell you what. We <laughs> guys we guys can't be hoodwinked. You found that, his weak spot. That was clever. Boogers. Wow. I take back that comment. I might as well have said, your fly's down. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Good job. Uh, so I, well, I wanted to um, maybe cap this off with a quote mm-hmm. I found from a Penn State professor, Sophie McLennan. Who wrote a book? Hold on, Mike. Did you ever have her as a as a? No, the turnover is usually pretty pretty high. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So she says professors aren't sticking around super long term. The point is this, and it has to be emphasized again and again. Satire only reminds us of the sad state of affairs. It doesn't create it. It can't mock what doesn't exist, the author writes. Satire's goal is not demoralizing mockery. Its goal is to invigorate public debate, encourage critical thinking, and call on citizens to question the status quo. Hallelujah. That is actually one of the greatest quotes ever said on this podcast, Liz High five to you for that. Long distance, you're over there. But yeah, that nailed it. Totally. Yes. This professor I read that, has, I was like, she, absolutely. Yep. That is the thing. And that's like every time I, I've ruffled some fre- feathers in this town by doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly that. And I mean, did you get your invigorating public debate with respect and all of that? No. You just got. Shut up, Rick. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, well, you didn't even actually ruffle feathers anyway because everybody knows birds aren't real. So. That's right. <laughs> we don't even know what Rick ruffled. It wasn't feathers. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> listeners, I encourage you to go out there, consume satire, laugh at it, use it to, you know, start uncomfortable conversations. But please don't think that the Red Cross is actually putting out blood donation bins. <laughs> they are not. Yeah. I think we can all agree wiser words have never been spoken. Just a humble brag right there. I kind of know what I'm talking about. I got hot takes. Okay, we got one more. Hey, you know what? Top 10. Top 10 lists. Those are fun. This one comes from episode 126. That one came out about a year ago, January 3rd, 2022. Top 10. That was Liz's idea. She wanted to do some top 10 lists, so we... uh Piled those. I don't know what else to tell you about it. <laughs> like I said, folks, we're taking the week off. Okay, can you see why? I'm burned out. I'm burned out. Like Christmas just sort of arrived. It was like, bam, here it is. Wow. So here I am in my basement. Liz is not here. You know, did you guys miss Liz? I did. I, I was kind of like, it's not the same. Like I'm looking at the empty chair next to the oil tank and the can of paint and uh yeah it's like uh where's my wing girl right where's the wing girl liz liz tell it like it is daily is that it yeah no okay here we go top 10 lists so 
top 10 candle scents we don't need. We both did this together. So we we'll did, yes. So we're going to go back and forth. Do you want to start? No, you can go ahead. All right. All right. So number 10, Endless Weekend. Smells like, oh, wait, only people in their 20s can smell this. Because <laughs> I don't know what an Endless Weekend is anymore. No, I didn't mean <laughs> Okay. Number nine, Leaf Blower Bouquet. Breathe in the eclectic blend of pollen and driveway sourced particulates with an overstated hint of two-cycle engine exhaust. You can almost feel the 170 mile per hour breeze in your face. <laughs> Number eight, Lake House. Smells like flesh-eating bacteria and kids complaining about the lack of Wi-Fi. I will never swim in a lake. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. There's things in it. Yes. Ugh. I mean, I know there's things in the ocean, but... At least it's moving. Yeah. <laughs> Morning walk surprises. Treat yourself to the refreshing blend of lavender-scented bags filled with organic golden doodle byproducts, like the ones thoughtfully placed on your sidewalk. Let the disregard for the neighborhood soak in and start your day with an entitled mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, gingham. Smells like your uptight sister-in-law whose holiday cards feature a picture-perfect family frolicking in matching white shirts and khakis on a beach in Chatham. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How many of those do we have in our house right now? Right? Yenta whispers. <laughs> Free your mind and spirit with unconstrained conversations. Feel the invigoration of ostracizing Jennifer down the street for that thing she did the other day that you are not okay with. Building alliances has never felt or never smelled so liberating. <laughs> Number four, cashmere. Smells like your pretentious brother-in-law who gets drunk on expensive whiskey and loves to talk about how he's killing it in the market all while he's staring at your boobs. Uh, is this someone you know? No. Uh, for the record, these do. I love my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, and they do not represent these people. Okay. Because that sounded a little close to home. <laughs> all right. Next one. Carpool Commander. This one I thought was more mm. for, like, you know, making someone feel like they're in, they're in control. Simulate the aromas of your tranquil transports with the fusion of melted car seat M&Ms and teenage <laughs> funk. You can almost feel the sticky services while being told to replay that Lizzo song again. <laughs> <laughs> that is my car. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not the teenage funk part. That's that's my you, car. That's your car. Yep. But, but I have M&Ms in the creases and stitching mm -hmm. of a leather seat. I have lollipop sticks. Oh, yeah, that yes. one. Yeah. Which is disgusting. Mm -hmm. All right, number two, Sandy Beach. Smells like torrential downpours that ruined your annual vacation to Cape Cod with a hint of burnt money because you may as well have just lit four grand on fire. <laughs> Clever. I like that. <laughs> All right, bring it home, Rick. Number one. Feminine empowerment. Ooh. Feel the warmth and energy emanating from the all-knowing brow-beating moms on the PTO. <laughs> Imagine a world where Michelle and Jessica include you in their plan toward world domination. <laughs> Fabulous. This is fun. Let's I know. Some more. I had a lot of fun doing this. Okay, let's do some more. This one's called Top 10 Things I Love About Small Town Moms. <laughs> I can't wait. And you're a small town mom. So I tell am. Me, so tell me what you think. Jump in and critique anytime. Sure. Okay. They have the power of telepathic communication, mind reading, and syncing up their menzies. 
Very true. It's funny because it's true. When we all have PMS at the same time, Medfield yeah. is a dangerous place. <laughs> it is totally. Oh, shit, it's the 27th. <laughs> Run! Go to the Cape House! <laughs> They go above and beyond with policing our society through the town Facebook group. Like this actual post. This came out last week. I know that grocery sh- grocery I know that grocery stores are particularly busy this week, but could people stop using the drive and go spots at Shaw's as regular pa- parking spots? Please and thank you. Now, I like to bring that one up because I just went on this crusade about I'm a hero because I took right. the energy efficient spot and said <laughs> my car's good here too. <laughs> Stop being prejudiced. Okay, number three. They can maneuver an oversized four-ton luxury SUV like an armor, crewman, commandeers, and M1 Abrams battle tank through Baghdad, all while applying makeup, digging through their purse, and ordering coffee on their phone. I mean, it's a gift. It really is. (laughs) You do that. I I look at these people, like, driving by, and I'm like, they are not even looking at the No. I know. How do they do it? My How husband do do says it? the worst drivers in town are moms. They are. <laughs> He's like, they're worse than teenage kids. Yeah, I feel like you guys have some sense of, like, uh, invincibility with the size of the car. Like, the bigger the vehicle, yes. the more dangerous it is because of mass, velocity, mm-hmm. right? It's speed. Right. And then here you are, nose mm-hmm. on a phone, fiddling with the radio. Right. Putting on blush. <laughs> When I need a scented candle, jewelry, or Tupperware, I can always count on more than a few of you guys having a multi-level marketing (laughs) side hustle to accommodate my order. (laughs) Love a good Ponzi scheme. (laughs) What is it? Everyone's got this. You want to come over and buy some? No. No, I don't. No. Number five. They give the impression they're committed to self-care as it appears they are always going to or coming from a yoga class. (laughs) What are you wearing for pants right now? Uh, I'm wearing coated leggings. Okay. <laughs> Not yoga pants. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, number six. When I need help looking for something at a big box store, I don't need to find an employee. I just need to find you. <laughs> <laughs> we do have all the answers. It's like where? I, I do it. I'm, yep. I'll see a lady that seems to be a regular. Like, they just have this aura. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hi, I'm looking for uh, jock straps. Oh, yeah, yeah. right there. Channel <laughs> aisle seven. Second row on the back on yep. the left, right next to the mm-hmm. basketballs. Uh, number seven, our kids would all be dead from dehydration if it wasn't for your strict carry a water bottle on you at all times policy. Yeah, so when we were growing up, we didn't even own water bottles, I don't think. Called Never garden mind. Hose. Garden have, hose. Yeah, have them like literally strapped to us, you know, at all times. Are you one of those moms? I mean, I pack it for the kids for school, mm-hmm. um, but they usually come home full. Yeah. So, but if like one of my kids is going to someone's house, a plate, I don't send them with a water bottle. Okay. But I've had plenty of kids come to my house with water bottles. You have not. Yeah. That's an you know what? I put them on a list. Do not let in. <laughs> but if any any listeners have children that have come to my home or will come to my home, I have water. You do? And I'm, I'm happy to give it out for free to your child. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you have modern plumbing at we your do. house? Yes. Wow. It's you- filtered. I have ice cubes. If, you're, if your child would like it cold, I'm happy to serve it, you know, Whatever temperature they prefer. My goodness, you must live in the United States. I know. It's everywhere. First world problems. Yeah. I like to do this with the scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt, wherever you are right now listening to this, true or false, you are within 50 feet of a water source right now. If you're in a car, that doesn't count. You're one exit away. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. <laughs> you all just said, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, he's right. <laughs> Yet we carry these water bottles. Number eight. Whenever I'm feeling down, I can always count on a pick-me-up by reading the inspiring quotes embroidered on your couch pillows. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Fucking hate those things. So do I. Someone gave us, when we moved into our house, which was a million years ago, mm-hmm. someone gave us like a live, laugh, love type of sign for our house. And like, yeah. we are so not the live, laugh, love family, you yeah, know, like yeah. we're, we, or at least we're not going to display it. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it sat in our basement forever until I was invited to like a Yankee swap type of thing. And some poor bastard got sent home with that. That is what they are for. <laughs> yes. And it, it's just the gift that keeps on giving yep. just to someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took this picture of, of a sign. I was at a store. I had to get something. Uh, and I just laughed. This is, and I sent it to my wife and I told her I bought it. Every love story is beautiful, but ours is my favorite. And Ew. she's like, yeah. And what she she pointed out is um, the words you want to accentuate are always in some kind of cursive script. Yes, or in slightly larger or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to criticize any scuttlebuds that might have this stuff in their house, but I want to make them feel empowered to do better. Yes. Uh if this is you out there listening, going, oh my god, I do have it. Like, I do. I kind of like it. No, you, you, you were told to like it. Yes, you, you were just, you got complacent, and society sort of handed it to you mm-hmm. and said, "This looks nice," and you said, "Okay, thank you." It's lazy interior decorating. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is. Get some taste. You, yeah. you, 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 you listen to the music you want. You put the clothes on you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. Let's do better. I don't need to go into a kitchen and see a sign on the kitchen wall that says kitchen. <laughs> you know? The stove gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They are will oh, number nine. They are willing to defend to the death what they care most about, protecting their PTO oligarchy. <laughs> You ever try to bust into that thing? Oh, I, zero desire. Uh, zero desire. Yeah, I just feel like getting involved and they circle the wagons real quick yeah yeah that's a tight-knit group mm-hmm. that i don't want to infiltrate and the last one you're the only ones who have the patience to fill out all those school forms in a timely manner seriously thank you yes yes thank you for acknowledging that yeah it is it's honestly when my wife does that stuff uh i'm hearing about it for the first time when it's done done like, i just yeah. got all that stuff i'm like you're a saint. Not only did you do it, but you didn't even grumble or bitch about it or try to push it on me mm-hmm. or, I mean, because that's just what makes her the best Partner. small town yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. And she's exempt from pretty much all of this, yeah. list, right? <laughs> if you're a small town mom and you laughed at that list, you're good. You're in check. If you if you had three or more that you were offended by, you need to do better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you need to keep listening to this podcast because right. we're going to help get you there. Yes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to hang out together in 2023. We're going to get that goddamn pillow off your couch. <laughs> we're going to we're going to convince you that the PTO is really not that big of a thing, right? right? We'll get you some new pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yoga pants or there's other options. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay, All right. Liz, you so got one. So over to me. So mine is Liz's top 10 pet peeves about people. I love it. So positive. Wait, no. <laughs> well, and I was I was as I was writing this, I was like I come off really petty. Uh-huh. So my pet peeves about people are petty. <laughs> so. You say petty, I say um transparent and real. Mm. Okay. Yes. So well, you know, feel free to judge, but Oh, I will. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Number 10. People who drive slow. 
Yep. Like under the speed limit, what are you doing? Get out of my way. Cross the table, bump it. Yep. yep. Um, I honked at somebody the other day. I'm not a honker. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's very aggressive. No one, you, you brought everybody within 500 feet into some inconvenience of noise pollution. Yep. And it just, it says more about the honker. I drove behind somebody in a 35 doing 28 for about three <gasps> miles, came to a red light, light turned green. After a three count, I'm like, and we're done yes. here. Mm-hmm. No, not, not, not oh. <laughs> go yes. out of my life. Yep. Yes. The slow driver. I just, I can't take it. The, um, only, the only time I make an exception is if it, it's a, a student student driver. driver yes. Yep. Yes. Which, and I appreciate them advertising that it's a student driver because if they weren't, I'd be tailgating the shit out of them <laughs> until they pulled over. <laughs> Mr. La, Mr. La Liberty, my, my driver's ed teacher always said, why go 30 when 25 is safer? And I'm like, what? yeah. No, it's that's not true, though. If you're going less than what the speed limit is saying, you're not being safer. Liz, that's stupid. It's, it's a limit. Oh, my God. I like to push the limits. Yeah, me too. So, like number to nine, people who walk slow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking about people who physically cannot. I'm talking about the clueless meanderer. They're just in the middle of an aisle. La-di-da-di-da. The whole world can go around me. Mm-hmm. Just, Move the fuck over. Yep. Unless you're on vacation and you're also a tourist with other mm-hmm. tourists, then I'm 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 probably slowing it down too. But like if you go into Boston, yes. Newbury Street in July, you know where you want to go. These idiots from Austria are kinda meandering. I'm like, that's cool. I get it. You're taking it in. This is this is pretty wild stuff for you. Mm-hmm. But do it on the side of the sidewalk. Yes. Exactly. The worst is when people uh, walk slow and then the doors open at a box store and then they stop, stop. right there. To decide straight left or right. Right. Move in a little bit more yes, before you just figure scooch this out. over to one side and, you know, yep. figure out where you want to go. Yeah. These are these are good. These are not petty lists. Okay. Number eight. You might be sensing a theme here. Mm-hmm. People who talk slow. <laughs> and I don't, I, you know, on the East Coast, we tend to talk faster. I've been accused of talking too fast, you know, and I try when I give presentations at work to, like, be very mindful of slowing my speech down. I'm, like, I'm more talking about someone... Just collecting their thoughts as they are trying to tell you a story. Like, don't, like, and my husband does this and it drives me bonkers. And I'll just say to him, collect your thoughts and then start speaking. Because I'm super impatient. I say that so. to my son, Charlie. My my mm-hmm. eight-year-old son. Hey, daddy. And I'm like, what's up? And then he tries to tell me about his favorite basketball player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. But we're not getting there right <laughs> any timely fashion so i say yeah. hey but you need to get the thought collected in your mm-hmm. head first because you will lose people people yes. will stop caring yes so that's yeah that's yep. where i'm coming yep. from yep yep all right number seven people who don't know the difference between there there and there <laughs> yeah i i agree with you on yeah that. it's basic English, which goes along with my number six, people who don't know the difference between your You're, and your. Yeah. Like, yeah. as adults, we should all, and I've definitely made the mistake, as you said, like, if you're just texting really quickly, I will misuse your or your, mm-hmm. but I would think 98% of the time I get it right. All right, number five, people who post cryptic things on social media just to get attention. Oh, the worst. The mm-hmm. worst. You should have saved that for number one. I know. That is the... Yeah. 
bane of Leslie's existence. It's somebody that's just like, oh, what, are you okay? S- sent you a PM. Right. Oh, that's another one. Sent yes. you a PM. I didn't need to know you did that. And they already know that because right. they got it. You fucking You got the moron. notification. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. yes. And I, I see less of it, like, with our generation of the, you know, cryptic posts. But it's just... What do you, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then, like, if you're legitimately having a bad day or a tough time, I feel terrible. But I'm sure there's people in your life, like, you're in real life friends, tangible friends, that you could reach out to just text be like, hey, do you have a minute to chat? Yep. Versus the odd cryptic post on Facebook. You know who else is bad is the person that responds to it that's the insider that knows what's yes. going on. And they're like, oh, honey, you You'll got this. You'll get through this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The toxic positivity and yeah. Yep. So number four. Toxic positivity. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What an oxymoron, but right. it makes sense. But it's, it's so true. It's yeah. like people were like, toxic positivity is people who are like good vibes only all the time. And it's like, yeah. shut up. Everyone has a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we need to address this bullshit. Yes. Yeah. So number four, people who knowingly take up more than one space in a parking lot. Oh yeah. You're a jerk. You're a selfish jerk. Especially with all the technology we have now. Yes. Remember the, the old days? Right. You'd have to put your arm around the back yes. of the passenger seat, <laughs> look over your right shoulder, mm-hmm. and bring it back. Now you just look at the TV monitor yeah. on your thing, and there's arrows and lines and beeps. And mm-hmm. if you're not nailing it, yeah, you're. I back in. I back in. Do you back in? I don't. I always back I in. I don't. I am a backer inner. Mm. It's safer too, by the way. Yeah, I could see that. So then you don't have to back out. Yeah. 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 Because because when you're trying to park, you're backing in. You're you're being very methodical. You're paying yes. attention to it. Yep. You're aware of all your surroundings. And when you leave, you just go. Just go. You yeah. Just go. I could see how that's safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Number three: people who are clueless in the grocery store. You know, just is again. That, is that all of us at some point? And isn't it the uh, grocery store's fault? No, I think it's myself. people. I think that. If you are just, again, meandering about in the center aisle and you know someone's behind you and you just you stop and now I can't get around you or you're standing. This happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Like someone will be standing, let's say, like in the meat display at Brothers and they're just perusing the meats. And I'm like, I just need to get chicken breast. I just need to get the chicken breast. But I can't get in there because they're perusing <laughs> all the different cuts of chicken available to them. And I'm like, and again. As evidenced by my first three pet peeves, I'm very impatient. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I just, I want to get my chicken and go. Uh, number two, people who send emails without subject lines. I need to know why you're sending me this email before I open it. Okay. It drives, and you know why it drives me crazy? Because now you're forcing me to open the email so I know what it sa- said when mm. it might not be something that needs to be urgently responded to. Also, my CMO... So my boss's boss is famous for doing that. And so I was like, shit, I'm in trouble. Or like, you know, it like makes me nervous mm-hmm. that, you know, something bad is happening. Yeah. It's never the case. Well, it's better but... than see me. Or something. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I don't like the no subject line emails. Number one, and my husband says I'm a bad person for this, but people who whistle out loud in public. Hey. He said, people who whistle are happy. Yeah. He said, you hate happy people. I said, I don't hate happy people. I just don't want to hear them. <laughs> you are into music too. Like, yeah, should... you no, know, whistling isn't music. What do you... Yes, it is. Come on. No. Yeah. It's, it's not. It could, you know what? You got a good whistler. Sometimes I'm like, this guy can whistle. Like, it's usually an old <laughs> man with a beard. 
He's just I just don't want to hear it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you're violating my space with okay. that noise. That's interesting. I know. And Dan says I'm a terrible person for that. Well, I I I'm I would never be upset with a person just exuding some happiness. and, and I know. That's what he said. <laughs> okay, Skittlebuds, there you go. That's uh, three clips that I pulled and now uh, walked you through them. Maybe you missed one. Maybe you forgot one. Maybe you uh, stopped listening to the show about, uh, you know, 40 minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what I was noticing? I was noticing that this show is kind of low energy, you know, from 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 my delivery standpoint. And, um, you know, I just uh, kind of want to say sorry, not sorry, like it is what it is. A little exhausted. I can't wait for the kids to go back to school. I know that sounds horrible, but it just, you got all that holiday stuff, right? It's like build up and, and you're just trying to keep it all together. And then Christmas comes, right? And then what do you have? Nine goddamn days of entertaining an 11 and a nine-year-old. And it's like, come on, man. I went to Dave and Buster. Yes, yes, Liz. I know you're not here, but Liz, yes, I went to the mall. Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I did two laps. Yes, yes, Liz. Yes, I sat in the massage chair 30 minutes for 10.50. Yeah. Right next to the Hollister. Okay, um... Yeah, so um, I need those kids to go back to school so I can get back into my routine. And uh, 2024 is going to be a little bit... We're going we're gonna to clean it up a little bit this year. We're going to really get this video shit going. I'm going to stop talking about it, though, because talk is cheap, and that's what I've been doing about, like, video and social media. I've just trying different things. You know what I'm giving you right now? This is This is the state of the podcast address, okay? I'll let Liz do the rebuttal when she returns in two weeks, but right now I'm going to tell you that uh, Liz and I have a great working relationship. We have fun pulling together the content. Uh, I've got a great pool of stand-up comics out of Boston that are ready to come on the show. We should get them on more often, I think. We'll do that in 2024, along with a bunch of other people. Like, you know, we had a stylist on, and we had, um, you know, a realtor on, and... Just people that are really good. Someone, you know, from Google that was really good at AI. I mean, these are your neighbors. These are people that, these are the people in your neighborhood, right? And uh, it's pretty cool to talk to them and uh, learn a little something, something. So I think we'll do that more. But also, we really need to be flatlined with our numbers. Like, we, we've the audience is, is I think... Um, what do you call it when it's like plat- it plateaued, right? It's like, yeah, this is what we, this is where we are. Okay, it's not bad, but growth is great, right? Growth is better. So, I'm not even really that big on YouTube. We're like, we're not even, we're leaving so much on the table. So in 2024, we're gonna record with video <laughs> these shows. Like, you know, maybe a little. I don't know why people do this. So why would you watch a? Who are you? Who who watches podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. I'm not really on Instagram. I can't remember the last time I actually did anything on Facebook personally or or even for small town scuttlebutt. Like kinda, you know, ended the year just crossed the finish line on fumes. I feel like cousin Eddie's R V really is is if that that would be a great metaphor 
for me. <laughs> if you were a vehicle, what would you be? I would be a 1963 Winnebago Star Chaser 360 or whatever the fuck they call that thing. I don't know. That was a pretty good bullshit name for a trailer, though, right? I mean, if I was in the trailer naming business, I'd probably be CEO because that was a good one, and I just pulled it out of my ass. Okay, I think it's time to go, right? Okay, so we're going to leave and um, reach out to us. Let's get interactive. That's the other thing. I want to I hear from you guys more often, right? So, you know, drop us a line. If you have if you have an, uh, Wi-Fi, you know, an Internet connection, go to www.smalltownscuttlebite.com, right? And there you'll find a plethora of information and entertainment. Infotainment, folks, but you can also... Click on send us a message, and uh, you can ask a, a question. You can point something out, whatever you want. You can tell us to go fuck off. That's fun. Yeah, if you want to be critical, actually, we take all advice. <laughs> you, we're not above that. You want to tell us something, like Rick, you should quit the podcast. Like, send us the message. Let me hear it. All right. Thanks, guys, for uh, your time. I hope I. Uh, I, that it was somewhat amusing. I'm sorry that I'm not high energy today. I'm just, you know what? Oh, yes. Let me tell you. It's um, what is it? Thursday night, eight thirty. God, I haven't eaten anything but like Christmas candy and gingerbread. I don't think I've had any nutrients in like three days. So I'm gonna go drink some orange juice. Happy New Year.